0: Aloha, Kako. I'm Kavika Hoke, and we're back for more rabbit holes. All right, let's get right into it this week. We got so much in store, so we're starting with the announcements. Small Town Big Art is seeking professional artists to bring their collection of pre-recorded stories by Maui community members to life through a work of public art application deadline August 15th. I'll put the link in the show notes. Check it out. Also, UH Maui, University of Hawaii Maui College will offer a free non-credit study and training program for residents who would like to become certified personal trainers beginning October 1st and ending on July 29th, 2023. Put those links right there in the show notes, too. Also, the mayor's office is transmitted a proposal to the Maui County Council to purchase the acreage and the structure that was the former Iao Valley Lodge in Iao Valley for $1.5 million from the Hawaii Nature Center. The property will be leased to the kekula Kula Hawaiian Language and Educational Program, which currently uses the site for Hawaiian Immersion Education. You can check them out, link in the show notes as well. With how the news weeks have been going, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's hard to get lost in the weeds sometimes. So some of this we're just going to be checking on things that are uh, regularly been going on in the community, uh, some interesting new things that have happened in the past weeks, uh, as which uh, Chief Justice Mark E. Rechtenwald has appointed Annalisa M. Bernard to fill a judicial position in the District Court of the Second Circuit in Maui County. Uh, her Maui Bar profile states she is a seasoned trial attorney with over 15 years of experience in the district juvenile family and circuit courts where she has handled all levels of criminal cases from traffic matters to complex felony level offenses. Um, hope to see, uh, you know, positive outcome for her being appointed. Uh, we'd love to check in. That'd be an interesting little uh, Rabbit hole to go down uh, as we uh, try to get to know candidates. It's also good to know uh, the people that they appoint. So uh, maybe, maybe, just maybe, uh, we'll uh, try to get some time with Annalisa. Annalisa, if you're out there, if you're randomly listening, let's talk. Let's talk story. Let the people know what you're doing up there now. All right. So bigger question this week is, uh, you know, we're, we're back uh, to the homelessness discussion. We are uh, back to the housing crisis as well. Um, You know, there are some silver linings coming out of all this, but uh, at what point are we stressed to having to create silver linings to make it through said times? Uh, So um, what I'm referring to in this is there is a bill to allow people to sleep in their vehicles in Maui County parking lots. Uh, It's advancing, which is really good, you know, because if approved, the bill would allow people to use their vehicle as a dwelling place, uh, and then, like, they'll have designated areas designated areas of county parking lots and uh county staff would kind of like monitor the lot which also i'm sure would make it easier for you know patrolling for police and keeping you know those folks safe um the vehicles would have set times that they can enter and exit and then like you get like locked in the lot so it kind of be like a driving homeless shelter. Uh, I mean, that's like the easiest, fastest way to say it, I guess. But, I mean, this is a really good thing. But, like, to see that we're at a point to where this Band-Aid needs to occur because we have yet to solve the housing crisis. And, you know, and it's like they're saying that the ho- the housing prices are cooling, but, like, just under a mill isn't isn't cool enough for, for most folks out of here. So... You know, for what people are facing and how much the the living wage is versus what the actual paying wage is is kind of a rough thing right now. The amount of jobs that people have to carry, um, the level of cash they got to keep in pocket, it's just almost it's impossible right now. So we we really have to be thinking about how we can we can work together as a community to mend these relationships inside the economy? How do we prevent, you know, needing to let people sleep in their cars? How about, like, how can we prevent, like, houses costing more than, like, you know, (laughs) $750,000? Or maybe there'd be something in case to bring up, you know, competition in the market to actually increase wages and increase returns for small businesses. So I mean, there's a lot at play here, but hopefully uh, we could get uh, some folks on who can answer those questions for us. So looking forward to that after primaries. In the world outside of Hawaii and on the continent, uh, it turns out that Equifax sent out incorrect credit scores for millions of customers applying for home and auto loans. A coding error at the company affected customer scores by as much as 20 points in either direction. And it, that was enough for some people to have their loans rejected, which is it was not really cool. And I, 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 I mean, I think a lot of people forget that like credit is still like a young program. I think in a lot of cases it was a good idea. It helps people jump ahead if, uh, you know. A solid system's in place, but not everybody, you know, can financially take that gamble to, to be able to unload that much debt at a time in order to advance their life. A lot of people out there are trying credit hacking. Not exactly, uh, you know, successful for all. There are a lot of uh, small steps you got to take to do it. I am, by the way, woo, not selling any of that shit. Um, it's kind of a tough market there, too. Uh, so I feel that uh, you gotta watch out when it comes to who you're getting advice from. I do not have any uh, affiliates or suggestions on the matter myself. Go out and do the dirty work and uh, find someone reputable for yourselves, uh, and uh, just don't don't take advice off of Facebook, guys. Uh, but uh, also look, you know, and understand the fact that like. Credit score systems haven't existed for more than, like, two generations now. Uh, A lot of that was, like, the last era of redlining. So, you know, for many of us that are people of color, uh, you know, our parents, or in some cases their parents' parents, uh, didn't have uh, any possibility of getting an initial line of credit unless they were, like, in the service. So unless you took a couple bullets for Uncle Sam to go, oh, okay, maybe, brown. We'll give you. Uh, we'll give it a little bit of credit, um, just not enough pay. <laughs> uh, so it's especially in this economy, we we have to be watching out on our credit right now uh, for how up and down, boom, bust, boom, we have gotten. Um, it, it's it's a tighter and tighter gap now. So for those of you that that have been watching like the larger cycles of the American economy, I mean, it used to be you know somewhere between 20 to 40 years uh, our economy would last before it would have to like blow over like pompeii and reset but because of the current financial systems of the world we're and the way that we cooperate with them as america and all the states have divested their interests uh, it's it's a it's a much tougher world to advance in when that cycle is now two to four years, and even less in some s- smaller or bigger economies. Because now, I mean, it's it's kind of like the model is, has now run rampant out to other cities, which with enough stress, pressure, and hope, those could turn into like mega metropolises out of it, and we could have like 20 more New Yorks that are born out of this. But at the same time, what era of New York? I mean, it could all be, like, 1920s, like, 100-hour week, like, now, what am I saying? People are already working 100 hours a week, like, 240 hour week lifestyle, people living in a box for Amazon. So um, we, we have to be very mindful as working-class people, as, as those in uh, lesser income thresholds. Uh, make that gamble on your credit. Take care of it. But don't, don't get lost into it to the point to where you're going to have to promise too much one day and uh, know your limits but also uh you know if you can use that to your advantage to take some stress off you needing to work you know pay yourself by leveraging your debt i don't know should check into that but um in better news uh senate the Senate has passed a climate health and tax bill, the uh, economic package designated to combat climate change, address health care costs, and raise taxes on large corporations. This this package allows Medicare to negotiate prescription drug prices, which, I mean, they're hoping to save hundreds of billions of dollars in the next decade. Uh, it's gonna extend enhanced health insurance subsidies that were said to expire, and it'll impose a 15% minimum tax on most corporations that make more than a billion dollars each year. But there was a big but, 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 but at the end of it, um, some GOs, some GOP senators uh, did manage to block a provision that would have capped the price of insulin at $35 a month for those covered under private health care plans. So the fight for uh, insulin is still in there. Uh, that really sucks. I know that, like, a lot of people have been... Looking forward to the, you know, what that could do for the personal economy. I mean, going back to like credit and housing, all of these things are interconnected, folks. So if, you know, we're alleviating enough off people's plate with proper health insurance subsidies, we're taxing probably, man, the cost to live if you need insulin shouldn't have to be like, you know, it should be available to every working man, you know from the person who stamps the aluminum that makes the little bottle to the guy who fries the sand into glass that makes the the vial that holds it. I mean, all those people are part of the system, you know. So I think that it's something that it, it has to be affordable. You know, this is one of those good cases of trying to step in on on a governmental level to make sure that there's a cap on things. You know, there are certain parts of the economy which, like, that's bad if that goes past this threshold. Let's just dial this in. A little regulation doesn't hurt, man, okay? A spoonful of do you every once in a while. So uh, this really could have helped small parts of the economy because think about, like, how many extra out-of-pocket dollars that people would have saved on insulin that would have translated to the pump for two more weeks or could have put food on a table for another month. Or could have taken someone out nice for dinner because they've been putting up with a lot of shit and the world's ending, you know? So like those little things add up and they add to the morale of America and Hawaii and everything that everyone's living through right now in this economy. So we we have to be, we have to be mindful of that. All right. So changing moods because we can't we can't end on a down note. Can't end on a down note in this segment. So, uh, in in the cooler side, weird news around the world. A 17th century Spanish shipwreck was uncovered in the Bahamas. The Nuestra Señora de la Marvilla. Our Lady of Wonders. A two-deck Spanish galleon sank on January 4th, 1656. Of a little Bahama bank in the northern Bahamas on a trip to Seville from Cuba. So... uh, we're going to find out more about these lucky bastards. I'm sure it's going to turn into a Netflix documentary. But, like, it's kind of cool to think that there's still uh, lost treasure sitting around the world, you know? I mean, think about all the things in the past century that we wouldn't consider treasures. But think about all the things, like, four centuries old that we just don't think about hunting for anymore. But I think we've also lost the opportunity for the age of the... just the random explorer, you know? You don't have kids going to Vietnam for a summer anymore you don't have kids just backpacking through Europe like there's none of that weird like uncharted level adventure stuff going on anymore so maybe that's like maybe that's something we got to work towards can we save the world enough so that way we can all go on cool shit like this every once in a while I like to be able to have that in my budget and my time I mean wouldn't you want to go around the world and just like discover the undiscovered And it doesn't even matter if you got to document it. I would like to just be able to, like, find treasure and then be like, well, damn, we found treasure. And then, like, you find the place where you got to deliver it to, make sure it gets back to wherever. But if it turns out that's just dirty Spanish gold, take them, bro. (laughs) That's what I do. (laughs) All right. We'll be back with more after an awesome word from uh, these cool affiliates. Moving forward. fast-paced world where many people are too busy to sit down and read books or news articles. But thanks to Newsly, you can now listen to the news you wish you had the time to read. By utilizing AI technology, a natural human voice reads you the news, helping you grasp the information faster and more efficiently. Newsly provides the latest news updates 24-7, letting you browse articles from topics you choose. It even has podcasts, including ours. And listeners of Rabbit Holes can get their first 30 days of premium for free, allowing you to enjoy an ad-free experience by using the special promo code in our episode description. So download Newsly today for free on iOS and Android, or visit www.newsly.me so you can stay updated on the things that matter to you. Moving forward.
1: Out there in TV land I'm here to talk about the funniest show you'll ever see The Beverly Hillbillies And also, White Hawaiian A one-man musical starring my son, Eric Gilliam If Jed Clampett were on Maui He'd take Granny to go see White Hawaiian August 12th, 13th, and 14th At the Pro Arts Theater next to Nalo's in Kihei You may not have heard of Eric But you know his famous sister, my daughter Amy Hanayali'i Man, is she special Hello. But she has nothing to do with this show, so get that out of your head right now. Maui News says if there was a hoku award for musical theater, white Hawaiian would win it hands down. See, Eric's gonna try his best to make you laugh. And while there's no promise of that, I guarantee you'll cry when you find out. There's no refunds. Ask anybody who's been to the show and they'll tell you. Go see White Hawaiian on August 12th, 13th, or 14th. White Hawaiian is presented by the Kauai Radio Group, Nalu's, Ekolu's, and Frida's Restaurant. Tickets on sale at whitehawaiian.com. Believe me, they're selling fast to musical theater lovers just like you. Moving forward.
0: It's A little pop culture coverage Uh, A lot going on in Hollywood lately Uh, Firstly, James Franco as Castro Like, does that, that like I mean, I guess maybe in the sense of, like A stupid level of comedy I don't know, I mean, is is this going to be something Take it seriously, we'll have to look more into this But, like, I know it uh, it pissed off John Leguizamo To a degree He took to Instagram to have to talk about it vended his frustrations and then oddly enough uh castro's daughter was like oh i think it's cool but like i think this is one of those cases of like you know yes it's it's appropriation and it's it's not it's not good like this is a mel gibson level shit right now but then i guess at the same time like the American Hollywood machine is still to a degree that it's like, okay, this is because, you know, it's Frank, James Franco. Like, we'll, we'll just, we'll just err on the side of he he can blur into that range. I mean, but this is, I mean, this is so like Hayes code level shit. And it's kind of a shame that this still happens. I mean, I'm not the biggest Franco fan on the planet. Not like it's, it's kind of who he has to be paired with. Like it's who, who's going to carry Franco through the rest of the movie that makes it interesting. Okay. Maybe that's why Toby Maguire was a dick on set on on Spider Man. You know, he just he he was he was breaking bad with Franco. No, um, but I'm not going to speculate on that. I don't know about that. But no, really, like James Franco is Fidel Castro. I mean, just because he he grew some uh, unsightly pubic hair on his face recently, I don't think that qualifies him. Uh, I don't think he has a gravitas. To play the dictator, but uh, I think it's it's also kind of been a shame that like I mean yeah historically guy was a douche canoe, but like still like in honor of representation of history like you gotta give the devil their due. So like realistically like Castro's never been played by anybody important when you think about like the like the Latin community at large. So like I mean offhand I think of. Peter Falk playing him in an episode of Twilight Zone. I mean, that's the crazy thing. Is like that's the like when I think of the last person who played Fidel Castro, I think of like an ancient CBS episode of Twilight Zone. So like that's it, it kind of tells you where the state of Hollywood still is when it comes to representation. Uh, and speaking of which, I mean, more to just like light the fire, but like don't mean to. It's a bad it's a bad week for for Batgirl fans. Okay, it's bad week for DC fans. We're in mourning, all right? All right? I think that's why everybody's angry at, at The Rock, really, is there's, they just don't have anybody else to take their anger out on, you know, because most of these HBO execs just don't go on Instagram or don't, like, have public ones, so they don't have to take any flack or fire unless they're like James Gunn, but he's bulletproof because he's badass. But it's, it's a crying shame. shame. Batgirl, among a slew of other HBO Max uh titles dc comics universe uh stuff even some kids programming there was like the next season of ellen's cartoon kids show is is uh is cut uh it turns out that a lot of these are part of their discovery plus merger deal we're gonna see some titles being swapped around we're gonna see some titles that will never see the light of day hence batgirl the fandom is pissed so like i mean this, this was a big thing for Batgirl. We were going to see that badass New 52 outfit, which I was excited for because it was sleek. It looked sleek. Them photos were good. She was going to be kicking ass. She was going to be the best as Barbara Gordon ever. I know I'm putting that up there, but like, we're never going to be able to see this. This is like when the time that Martin Scarelli bought that Wu-Tame album, but worse, okay? Because nobody gets to own it. Just some heartless guy at the IRS has to make sure it never sees the light of day so they collect their taxes on it. And that's why all these things are being canceled. So you're going to see a huge cancellation list. I'll be bitching about it over the weeks. I'm sorry. Man, you know, I like to escape into certain things in this world. And I like me some gritty DC Comics. And, you know, like, yes, I know we're hitting the superhero bubble again. But we see this, like, every five, ten years. And then still we have heroes. I really think that, like, unless we can create new hero systems, like, people are in the age of wanting hope wishing for more you know aching for a miracle so like that's that's what creators are giving because that's what people you as a hive mind want you want hope we want hope. I want hope that's why we still go back for superhero films all right and this would have been a really good one also a boy michael keaton would have been coming back as batman now we're never gonna see that that's like a million wet dreams ago like that would have been fulfilled like i mean both six- and nine-year-old me and ten-year-old me would have just been like all all those Batmans all back to because you know they would have figured that one out. I mean, if Spideyverse happened, that's how they got to make up for it. If Batgirl gets canceled, how do we bring back Michael Keaton? We're going to have to do a DC Batman multiverse, like, you know, it's Tales of the Bat type of thing. You guys got to fix this somehow. You got to. You got to fix this, okay? But... One thing you guys are achieving in, which please don't cancel this, Sandman. Guys, check out Sandman. It's on the Netflix, and I'm not into much Netflix these days. It's hard to get me to other words, Netflix most times, because I'm not into most of, like, I don't I don't watch Stranger Things. It's just not my jam. Like, <clears throat> I kind of got over the 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 80s, like, grunge look on content, like, after Turbo Kid. So I just for the fact that they were just going to pummel season after season into that. For stranger things i just it wasn't i'm not that i'm not that toys that made us type of kid you know i think that's the transition though there's this little gap between older and younger millennials because there's these millennials that wish they were zennials or younger but really they're just young millennials and so they're that like toys that made us netflix kind of like watch the product all day type of i i just i don't know every once in a while there's a really good documentary on there that db cooper one was pretty good but sandman sandman let's get to the point sandman sandman uh you know i'd say i i actually attempted to watch it in uh two sittings so 10 episodes um had a lot uh wow i don't want to give too many spoilers because i'm sure everybody else is soaking it in this was like one of the bigger announcements for me at comic-con that i just couldn't make the time to go to hall h for, so uh, i was just really excited that like they've really given uh lord morpheus is doing this i i think that it's like it's doctor who plus it really is like this is i can't wait to see more out of it like warner brothers you better not cancel sandman damn it netflix don't you dare don't you dare cancel Sandman or I will lose hope and then we'll just have to go off and make our own stories about things like this, just slightly not. So <laughs> that we're not stealing an IP. But, like, the, the special effects were on point for most of it, the way that, like, the episodes kind of, like, would take a break from certain realities or you kind of had to, like, know pieces of his psyche in order to get to the next part of the story. It really felt like the comic book's in that essence because that way you could have this whole just interlude in the story. Like, it was framed better than Watchmen. Like, I got to say that. Like, they did it right finally. Like, if this team, take them, go, go like, redux the Watchmen movie like, let the HBO guys please tell me that one's not canceled. I'd want I want that to come back, like the Hugh Laurie in space thing with Josh Gad. Yeah, but man, just all these, all these HBO titles leaving. This is the most consumerist thing about me, guys. Like, I don't really get upset, but like, I'll get upset about movies because it's that part where like consumerism and art collide for me. So I can't say no because we live in a capitalist society. I'm an artist, but man, uh, same man though. It brings you up. Uh favorite episode though out of all of it is when he uh he finally catches up with his sister death and then you also get to see his meeting with a man once every hundred years to understand mankind that's probably like for me that's like the coolest like time travel is a romance story inside the whole season uh can't wait to see more from the devil oh my god that, uh, that battle of the mind thing with uh, Morningstar herself, themself, uh, man, I don't know the right pronouns for the devil. Everything is changing my mind after this representation of it, which really good All on all accounts, all accounts. OK, and for the uh, anti-woke sphere out there that's uh, getting up against it like Man is always like it's written by Neil Gaming, guys. Like, it was going to be wokey woke 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 from the beginning. It was. Like, if you didn't read that, you're like the same guys who, like, read Punisher and are totally into nationalism. And you think that, like, the two converge because, like, you don't understand anything that Frank Castle was fighting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you only watched, like, a few episodes of Netflix and didn't get the point. Uh, yeah. But, same man. Worth every penny of your time. Check it out. Um, more coming in the weeks uh, trying to tighten up the episodes before we get some new guests on and hoping to uh, hear more from politicians as we get closer to the primaries and beyond mahalo for joining me this week aloha (gasps) rabbit holes is a Manavakal production This episode was produced by Kavika Hoke and Sarah Rodriguez. Make sure to subscribe and follow on your favorite podcast platforms to add our weekly episodes to your queue.